podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Naishad Gadani coming to you from Melbourne. And today is Career Care Packets, 153rd show in our uh, in our daily LinkedIn Live series. And on today's show, we are talking about how to plan your job search, how to find a job in Australia, and, and literally making sure that you can actually have an effective job search plan. And to help us you know, unpack this really interesting topic and very timely topic as well in this COVID-19 times. We've got Brooke Cookson. She is a recruiter and please don't hold that against her at all. Uh, you know, she's a recruiter, but also she also gives her time generously for a great initiative called Jobs for Australia. If you guys haven't checked out, please go ahead and check that out because they are you know, pretty remarkable in the work that they do in these current times. And Brooke is going to share, uh, you know, these things around job search planning, but also will take your questions about job search, about resumes, about interviews as well. So if you've got questions for Brooke, you know, please uh, drop it in the comment section. And also, if you think your connections might benefit out of it, please tag them in the live comment section as well, because you know it is only going to multiply this effect. So before we start to talk to Brooke, let's welcome Caroline Brown. Thanks, Nation. It's fantastic to be here, and we're up to show 153, so we're just powering along. Um, Brooke, I think one of your fan club has already dropped in the comments and said, nice to see Brooke, Kay, uh, Brooke Cookson on this live. She's an amazing and supporting professional. So there you uh -huh. go. Um, welcome to the show, Brooke. It's fantastic to have you here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's something quite different, but I thought the answer is, um, you know, if you want to put yourself out there, you just have to say yes. <laughs> and then, you know, you practice and learn along the way. And I think that's the most important thing is just utilising your skills and um, sharing with others. Yeah, it's funny what comes your way if you do say yes. And I wonder whether that's a good part of the job, job search plan as well. So, before we sort of really dig into the topic, perhaps give people an understanding of what your background is and, and the work that you do in recruitment and jobs for Australia. Yeah, no problem at all. So I guess in the last six months during COVID, I was stood down at Flight Centre Travel Group, but it gave me a great opportunity to realise, okay, what is my passions? What are my strengths? And what do I actually want to do? And I guess for me, the answer always is going to be um, some form of recruitment. Um, so I guess my bit of my background is in the last six months, I was um, assisting Jobs for Australia, which is a not-for-profit organisation. I know that you mentioned it before. So we've got amazing volunteers statewide assisting talent acquisition HR on several different topics. And my background is five plus years in agency uh, recruitment, as well as internal recruitment and I've managed a small sales team. So a lot of different types of roles, a lot of different sectors, 
Um, but mostly that's where my experience has been and previously before that, five years in finance. Wow, so you've really got a very broad um, business background but also the different ways people recruit as well in terms of internal and external. So, yeah, so talking about a job search plan, in these times, what do you think is important to have in your plan to find a job? Well, I guess whilst I was searching, I think the most important thing is to try and keep it simple. Don't overthink it too much. And I read, I guess, a couple of things down. Um, my five sort of steps is one of them is really assess your skills and work out, okay, where am I at now? What could I do with the skills that I have right now? Write it down, whether it's, um, you know, maybe you want to write it down on a vision board or you want to write it on a short or a long-term plan goal and understand what your skills are and what you want. And then I think you go through the steps. So then the second step I would really state is preparation is key. So this is where I would really highly recommend you to look at your resume, take the time, don't rush it, update your resume, your cover letter, um, you know, go on to LinkedIn, really create a professional profile and, you know, also connect with a lot of different people, you know, set your alerts. And I think that's the foundation to start with. And then I would say the third thing that I would say is from there, really assess the market and step back and think, okay, normally what I would do previously, you have to sort of put that aside because now during COVID all these times, you have to do two or three times as much to be able to get that job. And I know a lot of people say, well, I keep trying, I keep trying, but don't just flick and stick your resume just everywhere and hope that someone's going to have this amazing role for you and say, oh, this person has amazing skills, so therefore I will just call them. You've got to mm. keep in mind that there's 300, 400 plus people going for the same role. Um, and unfortunately, it's just these times now that you have to do more than you ever did before. Mm. And then I think from there is just really, number four, I would say really promote yourself, um, put your best self forward. So whether it is creating a video, a little bit about your skill set. Um, and number five, I would say maybe, for example, find a mentor, find someone that maybe has done it before you and learn from them. I think we can share our skills and I think that's the one thing that I've really learned from volunteering in recruitment is there's so many talented people um, and they have so much more experience than yourself. So if you want to do similar things or be in a certain role or industry, reach out to your network, find a great mentor and they can help guide you. So I would really say they would be my main five top things in regarding um you know, preparing for a job search. That's a, a fantastic, really structured way to have a look at it. But you know, with with COVID, which are the um, which of those uh, things are people doing that that work really well? Is it is it the mentoring part that's really pivotal for people in terms of helping them network and find opportunities? What what have you found works particularly well? I think what works well is just putting yourself out there. So I've seen a lot of people at the moment um, a freelancing or doing a side hustle or being so creative. There's so many amazing things that I've seen that people have been doing. Mm. And I think when sometimes you push down, it really opens up really, okay, your resilience to say, okay, I'm going to get back up. What can I do with the skills that I have? Mm. So I think everyone's got a fight in them. And I think it's, I think they're just realizing that 
they have to do what they have to do if they need to get a job or need to have income. Everyone's situation is so different, so I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but I can just state for my friends and family and people that I've networked with, it's been really tough. Um, people have been resilient and finding their skills and um, one of the top tips that I was also given by someone that was a CFO um, at an organisation from a virtual lunch actually was find a really good mentor. Mm. Uh, you know, find a good mentor, you know, connect with people and, you know, learn from them. And that's the best way, that's the best advice that um, I would probably say as well. Mm, fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, you know, I just wanted to also welcome Poonam, Rajesh, hello, Balin, uh, Adam, uh, welcome, Vidita saying great uh, going uh, broke and, uh, you know, she agrees with the keep it simple, I think, uh, you know, I think we are all PhDs when it comes to making things complicated. <laughs> um, you know, I like, I like, you know, if you, if you are a fan of the work of Edward de Bono, he said that every government in the world must have a ministry of simplicity and their job is to make the process simpler for people to follow and understand. And uh, Joe uh, McKetty, Joe, hi, is, uh, she says, go Brooke, dropping value bombs, absolutely. <laughs> and Shashidhar is saying, mentor will uh, or may work for me. And thanks for sharing that. I think, uh, you, know, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Brooke, and, and also KB, your view also is important here, you know, is around that, you know, in these times, people are also a lot of leaning on each other. I think people have become more uh, more aware of the value of giving rather than receiving. So I, I think that there is, you know, there will not be too difficult for you to find a mentor if you approach them appropriately. You know, you know, if you approach them professionally, thoughtfully. What are, what would you say to someone who is right now, you know, looking for work? What, how did they approach and initiate the conversation with you, uh, you know, Brooke, uh, or with somebody else, you know, about not so much straight away telling them that, like, can you be my mentor? Because people say, hang on, I don't even know you, right? So mm -hmm. how, what are, what are some of your, you know, thinking around, around that conversation? I think the same thing is, for example, just be really genuine and you can utilize a free resources. So LinkedIn have some great templates, but maybe make it a little bit more personable. Um, previously as well, or recently I should say, I joined a fantastic group from Kaylee Chu. Um, she started out, I guess, on a side note, started out of, you know, really shy and then networked and had a hundred plus lunches and that built her confidence. And from there, I've also started to connect with that group and tap into and put my details on a directory along with some other amazing talented people. So I think the most important thing is just to keep it simple, send a little, send a message, but make sure it's meaningful, whether it's you've seen their reviews on, I don't know, Glassdoor, or maybe you've seen their work that they are mentoring, or there's something that you wanna learn about them. Be really genuine, research first. I think I learned in sales, purpose for your call. Same thing is, is when you are messaging someone, have a purpose for your call. Don't just message a bulk message and mm. hope that these people are going to genuinely respond back to you. Look, you might get some people that will ignore it um, and give you a default answer back. But I think the most important thing is maybe, you, you, you know, same thing, headhunt, target the same thing. Maybe five people that you really inspire you and reach out to them. Uh, what's the worst that can happen? They could say no. 
they ignore you or they mm. say come back and say let's have a virtual lunch <laughs> it's so funny Nate and I at various stages have talked about this thing around this kind of start a hashtag which is just ask you know often people that are inclined to say yes will say say yes and, and not to overcomplicate it but um even I think you know you don't even have to ask like Nash says if you say will you be my mentor up front it might put people off but if you pick somebody that you have a genuine affinity with and say would you mind if I ask you a few questions over a zoom call I found people say yes to that because um but they've got to believe that they can be of value and end of service to you as well so I like what you say about you know not just sort of the spammy contact but to make it really meaningful and, and personable as well I think it's so important. I think it's just what you put in, what you get out. Um, and I always say a lot of different things like preparation is key. It's never wasting time what you put in. But people can see you're genuine. And the people that you attract to are the right ones. It's like a magnet. You attract to the right people. Um, just like sales, just like in recruitment, your type of clients, you're not going to always connect with everyone. But that's okay. Um, not everyone's for you. But I think the most important thing is that if you genuinely – have good intentions the right people um, will be open um, mm. open to mentoring you or um you know just speaking to you at least a couple of times that might not be on a long-term thing but maybe mm. it's just twice a year yeah mm. absolutely uh just to uh, you know carry on from that you know, you would have come across with many mistakes that people make, you know, especially in, in these times, you know, given your work, uh, you know, currently with jobs for Australia. What are some of the common things that you see job seekers make uh, the mistakes when it comes to networking, whether it's about interviews and all this? What are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make over and over again? I think it's the same ones people do over and over again. I think it's a fear of missing out. Um, like I said before, this is also another side of it, but I remember when my brother and I were quite young, we used to get these little toys in the little 20 cent coins and it would come out and it would be like this sticky little hand that you'd fling back and forth. And we used to think it was great sticking against the wall. You might be thinking, why is she talking about that? What I mean is a lot of people with their resumes are just rushing a fear of missing out and bulk applying and then just sticking it against the wall and going, I hope that works. Like, did you get all the information how fabulous I am? You know, maybe two paragraphs, you know, maybe they have only one paragraph or something and you think, okay, why haven't they called me back? Well, you haven't actually put in the effort sometimes. So I think one of the biggest mistakes is if you really have to and it's a temp role um, and being flexible, okay, apply to a couple. But if they are permanent roles and long-term roles and you know you're not going to, you're just doing it for the sake of it just to make yourself feel good, I would suggest don't a bulk apply because you're going to get a bulk decline email back probably um so the same thing that you're doing so just keep in mind it's not i know i understand it's a difficult time at the moment we have to put in the triple amount of effort like i mentioned before but it's being strategic and making sure this company that you really want to work for you've done all your research um and your values align don't just you know apply and hope that they can imagine the same things that you're thinking in your head um another thing is sometimes uh, you know, step further is when you call a candidate, so this is a fantastic time to give you a call right now. I'm just giving you a call in regard to XYZ role. And the common feedback I get a lot from them is 
Sorry, who is this again? Oh. What role? <laughs> I have no idea. I've just applied to so many roles. This is pre and post, I guess, COVID. And the first thing you think is ding in your head. You just think, okay, well, they clearly, I can understand it. Clearly, they just couldn't really care less about your business. It's just a matter of getting a job. And I understand sometimes your mindset has to switch and do and, you know, I need to get it done right now. Um, but just be mindful. And I think a good way of keeping that is just having a spreadsheet, writing about the company um, and keeping that document there so you can keep a track of it. But to be fair, if you're not applying to over, you know, 30 plus roles, then you should know roughly the main ones that you have applied to. Mm. Uh, so that's another, um, I think, and also addressing it to the wrong people. So, for example, obviously my name is Brooke, there'll be like, attention, Joe Blow, and you're like, who's Joe? Um, you know, or the wrong company. So, for example, it was Flight Centre and they say, hello, you know, I don't know, maybe it's Fruit Basket. Let's just call the company Fruit Basket. <laughs> and it's like, no, 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 what company is that? So you know that they just be mindful with your cover letters and your resumes that you're not sort of rushing too fast and that's where it comes where you can make simple mistakes um there's a lot look there is a lot more messaging people on linkedin and and just sending your resume and sending a long story from when you started as a child as a baby all the way to an adult um that's great but if you don't know someone it's like a relationship just ease into it a little bit don't tell them what you've had for dinner and lunch and afternoon tea and here's my resume and i'm a master of all things um mm. that's fantastic but people are like oh long story long story and they're going to still say the same thing Mm. You know, they're going to give you a standard response back. Mm. Go to the website. You know, yeah. it's funny so we had um, Jeff Altman, who calls himself well, his business name is the Big Game Hunter from the US, so Head Hunter, and he describes a Scooby Doo moment. That you <laughs> <laughs> I love it so, love it so much. I got him to do it twice, and I'm not going to do it, but well, I'll do it. Relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like keeping it relevant. You know, so that question, say, for example, tell me about yourself, isn't the, you know, the the trigger to vomit your story all over the page. It was like, this is uh, what I do. But the most relevant bit to you, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Recruiter is, and that's the Scooby-Doo moment type. <laughs> I guess the reason I'm saying that is, you know, the relevant type um, information, it needs to be relevant to the job or the audience or, or whatever that you're um applying to and I think you do know right when you've put an effort into a job and you know that that looks like a good mix a good match for you you do know which job it is that you've really put an effort to apply you for. Know. yeah you yeah. should definitely know it's just like it's something that when you apply to something you should be excited about hearing back you kind of almost waiting for it I know it's a little bit different at the moment where you know, you might be waiting for a long time, but you know, you've applied to something, you should feel ready that you, if mm. they give you a call, you're really excited. And if you aren't prepared, then you know, let the call go to voice message, check who's called, bring up the details. Yeah. Get into, I guess, your phone interview mode um, and then give them a call back. It's better than just picking up the phone and saying, who is this again? Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question. We've got a few questions, but I just think this would be really relevant to the audience. Um, you've volunteered for um, Jobs for Australia, so you've given your time. 
And we always talk about volunteering as a strategy to help you find jobs. So what the, what has that given you personally, do you think, in terms of your skill set or confidence or network? Um, what have you found beneficial to you? You know, it's, that is such a great question. I think I've always wanted to be involved in something, but we always have different excuses where it's not the right time, I'm too busy, whatever it may be. And I think this is a perfect time during COVID that made me realise um, you know, what do I want to do? And I think what I've learned is so much. Um, you know, we've got fantastic role models around us at Jobs for Australia and so many of them, are, you know, are either doing their own sort of side businesses or working within other organisations. And it's that's part of that networking thing that I was talking about. So not only that I'm being able to help job seekers with their resumes, LinkedIn, <clears throat> refer them to webinars, but also tap into a community, a friendship, um, you know, a team of experts that I wouldn't have been able to just randomly meet. I wouldn't have even known who they were if I didn't um, put myself out there. So I think it's about putting yourself out there and what you give to others will come back to you. And I really believe that if you have good intentions to help people uh, like a role, so I was also stood down as well thinking, what am I going to do next? So if you want, same motto I always think, if you want to find a job, go help people, if you've got that skills, help people in that area. Same thing with money and so forth. You know, you need to invest in things and I really believe, kind of like karma, you would say good things will come back to you. Um, mm. Being on this show is a part of, a benefit of it. I think also I was able to do, um, a media had an article on Alan, uh, or sorry, Warren Allen, and he was one of my first uh, job seekers. And he was very experienced in his profession, and still is, I should say. And they did a obviously an article on his, actually just asking him from his mouth, what did he find useful in different questions, which is on my LinkedIn page. So that's, an, it's not just about me, but it's about, sharing it with others and you know as soon as the media asked um our team who would like to you know, think of a, a job candidate i was thinking actually i do have one in mind there's so many but i have one in mind because i spent several weeks with him but i wanted it to be able to have his chance and his thoughts and share it so it was a great team effort um and also just on this topic, there's so much things in regarding short courses. I've got fantastic short courses, not just for flight serving, stood down with Torrens Uni, um, Thomas International, also PPA, um, DISC Profile. I got that as given as a gift for Jobs for Australia um, and so many other things um, and learning webinars and videos um, in more detail. So yeah. I've done so many things that I probably would have even though I'm a confident person, but I would have said, oh, the other person has more skills. I'll let them do that. Um, mm. So it made me learn from other people that have been doing it for a while and just putting myself out there. So mm. there's so many things you can learn. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. You don't expect that, there's, but there are so many. sounds like there's been so many unexpected benefits for you um, from doing it. It's amazing, yeah. As much as you've given to people as well. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. I think... Uh, you know, Pooja is saying uh, that preparation is key, uh, great uh, going broke. Often job seekers see uh, past being 
prepared versus applying for the jobs and you want to be ready and give you a base to when you get that call and that's absolutely right i think i'll give you um you know an example of my uh you know pre 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 covid 19 job searches in 2007 when i came here first and i remember one call that i received i was in the at that time if for those listeners who are from melbourne and you have not experienced but once you are in the tunnel you know you would never receive a phone call phone signal many many years back yeah so i i started my my journey to go to uh, you know in the train and on you know in the tunnel somebody would have left the voicemail right for me and i came off the tunnel and i listened to the voicemail and for life of me i listened to it 15 times could not work out what's the name of the person like like absolutely could not make it out went home and asked my friend he said oh that name is gary i said oh god by the time i reached to gary the you know he's already organized interviews for the people you know that's how fast recruitments are you know if people if if recruitment consultant don't get hold of you or if this if this think that no 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 that's not the one that i'm resume says something different and this says something different and i i know i i'm not going to contact them again you know i think that's what it is is that you got to be absolutely ready to appear for interviews at 2 a.m. in the morning forget about anything else right <laughs> so, so i think yeah they, exactly right so I, i think that's what is required in these times now and amit uh, welcome to the show uh what i also want to sort of you know touch on uh you know is virtual interviews right now brook you know it's the you know it never used to be in thing it was an exception at that time but now it is the main thing you know this is what you do what are your kind of pet peeves around when it comes to virtual interviews and what are some of the things that you've seen job seekers kind of do which makes other people go nah you know what i don't want that what are some of your pet peeves around virtual interviews bro i think you got to realize no matter if they're in front of uh, if you're in front of someone face to face or at home just prepare like you are going to an interview so it doesn't matter if you are you know on a screen or face to face so i guess i can talk more so when it was more face to face because same people would do the same things because they have the same traits rocking in their i guess rocking in their chair um i understand that we're more relaxed now having sunglasses up um i understand that you know everyone's trying to show look at me now i'm the at home brook and i'm at the work brook and i'm at the we understand that you might have lots of flavors of the rainbow or ice cream but uh, i think the most important thing is to just be yourself but just think about it i can understand if you're on a construction site or if it's a different trade interview look they probably won't care so much you know it's a, a shake of the hand back then and and what's your skills are uh, you're referred in but if it's a corporate role you need to think at least you don't need to be all suited up all the time i guess at home but just be neat and tidy i think take the effort um there's some circumstances when life could get in your way i, I don't know if people have children it's not always going to be perfect but just try your best and i think just uh, keep in mind that um people are ob- observing as you know your sort of body language and just seeing the effort that you put in it's not so much how you look it's just i think the most important thing is sorry not your appearance it's more so the meaning behind it 
how much have they taken to prepare for this interview? It doesn't matter what type of style you're wearing. It just kind of sees have they brushed their hair just really quickly? It could be something simple like that. Um, or have they just sort of answered the call and said, who is this again? Oh, sorry, hold on, interruption, I've got another call. So I think just being prepared, that's that's the main thing, whether it's face-to-face um, or via video. Yeah, it's funny how many times people aren't, I mean, this is just for normal meetings on Zoom, but aren't prepared. Like, you know, say with my clients, it's like we'll spend an hour, but there's other things going on in the background or there's distractions or they're late or whatever. And it's 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 a serious career discussion, you know, this is your future, whether it's an interview or a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I guess it's terrible being unemployed and losing your job, but it's also an opportunity, to, like you've done, to really reflect on what it is that you want to do next and have you been happy and do you want to spend the next 30 years or 20 years of your life doing what you're doing and that be your contribution on the earth. So, you know, it's a good time to actually sit and reflect and go, what is it that I want to do and how can I present myself in the, the best way moving forward as well? So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I totally agree. It's just uh, the most important thing is how do you want to be represented, um, you know, whether it's on screen, whether it's social media. Um, a lot of people like on a side note as well, you know, will have their personal things open on Facebook and things like that, what they've done on the weekend. Um, that's all good and well, but if that's not how you want to be represented, then put it on private. I guess you don't want the everything on display, you know, just one step at a time. It's not like a full course meal that everyone wants to see everything all at once. It's just maybe ease into it. <laughs> yep. Okay. But have you have you seen broke people, you know, you know, have you come across a decision or have you taken a decision where you saw something on social media about a person and decided, you know what, nah, I don't I don't want to have you has that impacted in your uh, you know recruitment decisions before? I'll be very honest because that's how I guess that's the best way to be. It was more so in an agency recruitment. So um, for example, I won't state the company, but it was to do with debt collection, um, like say a, a debt collector, and they're so used to as a business owner investigating people's backgrounds. So, you know, it's not necessary us sitting on there, but sometimes a client will say, I've already checked out their Facebook and I saw they went to XYZ on here. Um, and that could have a negative impact depending on what they might find. So they might say, well, I don't know if that's the type of person we could rely on. Whether that could be biased or not in the past, um, that has been an impact on a minority of, you know, people. So I'll be honest, it has um, in an agency. Not so much, you know, we could say whatever. We might say, look, that's just a personal thing. Um, you know, we've met them, whatever it may be, but we're not sitting, you know, sort of doing the third degree, investigating every little thing that they do in their background. But there is clients in that sort of category because they do debt collection, they know how to find people. So if you don't want your Facebook, you know, events or whatever it may be, just keep it private. You know, mm. don't sort of have it all open. Yeah. I think you've got to assume, don't you, that people will go looking. Um, at least assume people are going to be looking at your LinkedIn profile if you've submitted your resume. Definitely. 
Yeah. I might ask you about resumes. Are you seeing any style of resume working more effectively during this time? People going for shorter resumes now or, you know, is it got any sort of good tips around resumes that you've seen? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I've learned because I was student for a, a fair few months, but um, I'm now stepped back up at Flight Centre for part-time as well as still volunteering. And I think the most things I've seen probably in volunteering because we've got a lot of resumes that we are looking at is sometimes they just have everything in sort of a not a chronicle order with their resume maybe it's too long-winded it goes for like five or six pages mm. and it's too long um and they just haven't taken the effort or maybe there's some errors in their resume um well they haven't really i think the main thing is just like on linkedin they haven't really promoted themselves so i always say how is people going to know in that first, you know, five seconds of that first page, how are you going to promote or sell yourself in the best light possible if mm. you read one sentence or you haven't written anything at all and just say, we'll refer to my experience because you've got to keep in mind that there's so many people out there. So really, I guess, promoting yourself um, and making sure you have contact details, simple, just really simple things. Your mm. phone number, how many times I've called phone numbers, it says this phone number is disconnected. I'm thinking, mm. well, how am I going to reach this yeah, disconnected, or yeah. you know, or sometimes they might have a strange email address from when they were younger, and they don't change it over. I understand, um, you know, Rockstar. No, that's that's totally fine email. But I mean, there's other there's other emails that I've seen. You're like, oh, that's a little bit different. But <laughs> for me, I don't mind. I might giggle. But if you were to, you know, applying to a more corporate um, role, they probably will judge you on the small things i know people are trying to say we're being about non-bias and all that but still in the end there's a lot of people that will pick the smallest thing and just they don't have time a lot of the time it's the hs system and they just flip through and they're just pulling out for the relevant experience yeah yeah we've been you know saying that and it's a bit of a distinction that's sometimes hard to get your head around that people will screen you out rather than screen you in because they get so many and they're looking for ways to actually just make that short list short basically so things like emails um weird emails or strange spelling or no phone number or whatever it's like okay i don't have to call them so <laughs> yeah yeah or missing gaps i think look, it's totally fine to have missing gap but some people say well i took it out because it was uh, you know if it's really not relevant understand but if there's a massive gap for two years um mm. same thing this bias topic keeps coming up you know don't judge it some whether you're male or female, you still might be looking after children or or maybe it's parents that you might have had to look at. That's totally fine. But you could sometimes just say, you know, a really simple sentence, but sometimes people don't want to be discriminated or um, against. But sometimes if the gap is so big, um, and unfortunately, if you are male, they'll be like, oh, what's happening there? They can probably put two and two together if you're a female. But now, you know, you can't be judging people on that as as so much because you don't know what people's backgrounds are uh, and what situations they are in but if you think about it from a mass apply and you've got so many people you can't you know be trying to analyze everything too detailed it's basically keep it neat and tidy so people or the recruiters or hr can quickly just go through and grab what they have to and then short list you for a video interview or a phone screen yeah mm -hmm. 
So we got a comment from Poonam uh, saying that interesting discussion as far as planning is concerned. I can't put my kids on silent mode. Whoever <laughs> with me in this call, yeah, let me give you two tips. Let me give you two tips. <laughs> Netflix or cough syrup. You choose the and one that works. The second one, cough, cough syrup because it gives them sleep. <laughs> oh. Okay. Cody, now these are all this comes from an experienced person okay now balin is asking a question his observation is important but i can i can you know understand that uh, it's very interesting that recruiters uh, you know have enough time to go through the resume uh, don't have enough time i think that's what you know but have enough time to go through the social media post of the candidate but i think that social media post only arises once you have kind of shortlisted the candidate isn't it you necessarily don't go through checking the social media posting of the person before you even make shortlist is that accurate so i think that's a fair question i think when you're seeing it i guess i've been on both sides seeing it as a candidate you think oh they're always posting but how come they don't have time to go for my resume but they can have time stalking me in the background it's not really like that i just i think i can't speak on behalf of everyone because everyone in every industry at every different type of level has a different onboarding process but the matter of fact is if your resume is different to your linkedin they're going to pick it up so i think that's the bottom line keep it consistent um, it's okay in your headline in, on your LinkedIn to have some creative stuff because that's where recruiters will type in and everyone's on their mobile finds keywords. The keywords are very, very important on your resume and LinkedIn. Um, but it's not so much that just going straight away, but your LinkedIn is pretty much simultaneously sometimes, especially I was a recruiting bulk sales role. It's not so much just to see, um, you know, how the person presents, but it's more so the skill set. Is their skill set what they're promoting because they're in a sales role is is similar or identical to what their resume says because a lot of people can mislead and they could be very good at being persuasive especially in sales roles so it's just really important that you know the dates line up and that this they're being authentic with the years of experience that's more what it's about but it, the matter of fact is if you've got so many resumes depending on the team size people don't have um hours and hours to look at everything i think in regards to checking their facebook that was more in regards to when i was in a sales previous sales role um agency role and a client because they were actually in debt collection they actually headhunt for a living so they were really targeting that most businesses will just look at your linkedin but i'm just trying to flag that your Facebook and your social media, it can take two seconds. It's actually quicker than probably reading your resume, which is true. Mm. I think you've got to assume a level of curiosity as well. And people do, yeah, it, it often comes in post, am I going to hire this person? And I just want to make sure that I'm getting the right person. But yeah, just with uh, your LinkedIn and resume, I always work with people to they don't have to actually match exactly like you say. Yeah. They just need to not contradict and be complimentary in some way. Yeah, so, that's correct. Yeah, um, yeah, that sort of eliminates that confusion. So, yeah. Excellent. So we don't have any more questions, uh, you know, for you, Brooke, uh, not from the audience. Are there anything else that is there anything else that you want us to sort of leave with anything particularly that you observed in this strange times that job seekers should be focusing on? I think a couple of things that is to, like I said, have your vision board, have your spreadsheets, um, 
informational interviews. So if you really want to get into an organization that's of interest, maybe see the same time when you're reaching out for an informational interview about whether it's accounting or whether it's IT, whatever it may be, that it could be a great work, a way to get into an organisation. Um, and I think the only main thing I would say is I was thinking of different, I guess, analogies is like, just like when you're planning, I guess, for your house and things like that, the first foundation is so important. The same thing with your job search. And I was typing in how to build a house. Obviously, I'm not a builder, but it came up you know, have the strongest foundation um, of materials and it just said concrete slab. And I was thinking, you know, what is your concrete slab? I don't mean it literally, but in your search, if you don't lay a strong foundation and put in the work and you try and skip steps, then you got to expect that you're not going to get the same in return. Keep in mind, it's very different at the moment. So you have to be persistent resilient and just have an open mind maybe doing for example freelancing work or volunteering and get some skill set um and so forth so that i definitely think that could help mm, fantastic that's a really positive note um to leave people on i think that you know you talk about that foundation it, it does keep you resilient if you know what you want and you know who you are and you know you know you have that level of self-awareness it it keeps can keep you focused because you do get a lot of a lot of knockbacks so you do want that strong foundation I think so but thank you so much for joining us today Brooke it's been really fun, wonderful to have some really practical insights from you and hopefully we can have you on again sometime in the near future so um, yeah thanks so much for joining us thank you so much we should do a scooby-doo at the end just just you that was really odd but you know sometimes you just have to kind of loosen up a little bit <laughs> no problem. So i really appreciate um and i think the most important thing is if you just can help one person generally um, and you do things with a good purpose and a heart, I think that's the most important thing is that we all have um, skills and talents that we can share. We just have to sit back and um, realise what they are. And I think it's a little bit hard at this time to sit back and a lot of people think, oh, I don't have anything, where can I start? But just think of transferable skills. Um, and I know people are resilient and they will find work. Excellent. Thank you again, uh, Brooke, for coming along. Thanks and so if much. you want to find out about what Brooke does, uh, go to Brooke Cookson uh, LinkedIn profile and also you'll also find jobs for Australia as well, where she volunteers um, as well. Uh, now, tomorrow, tomorrow we are speaking to Amir Kutub uh, and Amir has an absolutely inspirational story. He came here as an international student, landed an intern role with ICT Geelong and then he became a general manager of that uh, you know small uh, startup and now he is an entrepreneur so it's a six year just inspirational journey from an international student to general manager now to becoming an entrepreneur so do tune in tomorrow 3 p.m where we are going to unpack this inspirational story of amir until that time please stay safe and look after yourself and your loved ones and bye for now Bye for now. See you later. Take care, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Your Career Down Under show. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about how Your Career Down Under can help you, please reach out to us on www. 
yourcareerdownunder.com.au and if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic please reach out to us we would love to do that until next time be well